Um, it all hit me at once, but they they got a few ski patrols um, to finally realize how severe the accident was. And then they got an ambulance. They had to drive me about 18 miles down to the helicopter, which was not the best, but um, it was too small of a space for the helicopter to land on the mountain. So I went, they airlifted me off and then I went straight to the hospital and um, yeah, they did two surgeries on me. So I had an ORAF on my sternum and then uh, they fused T4 to T8 on my spine. So I suffered a T6 spinal cord injury and, um, and then a broken sternum, but that was, that was pretty much all of it, but that was it. Just two breaks, boom, and in my back. So chest and then my back. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Adaptive. You just heard a little snippet from Shelby Estocado, who is my guest on today's episode. Shelby lives her life with a giant smile and a positive outlook on life, which is absolutely awesome. This episode will surely make you smile, so I hope you enjoy. And just a little side note, sorry for the little uh, technical issue at the beginning of our interview. All right, let's dig in. We're there. Okay, I think we're I think we're good. I think we're good to rock and roll. Rock and roll. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Awesome. How's it going, Shelby? Good. I'm uh actually home in Vegas right now with my family for the holidays. So oh. not up in Reno, but I'll be the back si- in January. The city that never sleeps. Yeah, I know. The lights are always on twenty four seven. Nice. Well, I'm thankful for you uh giving me this opportunity to talk to you you know in a kind of busy and hectic time christmas and everything yeah it's all uh, good though i'm excited so thank you yeah right on so um yeah the first question i'd like to start off with uh is what were you like as a child yeah so as a child um i was born and raised in vegas um i have an older brother, younger brother, but we were all pretty athletic and played baseball together. So I was playing with the boys and uh, I enjoyed every sport I came in contact with. Um, I was always trying to, I don't know, beat the boys, super competitive. I was I was always just outside and just enjoying time like with my brothers and just playing all these like athletic sports that I can. That's what got me, I don't know. I know God gave me this athleticism, so I'm using it to my fullest. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, you, you played, like, a lot of sports, right? You were a snowboarder. Like you just said, you were in baseball, and you played other activities. Um, it was snowboarding where you injured yourself. Uh, can you talk yeah. a little bit about your injury? Yeah, so um, last year, February 23rd, 2020, um, I was actually snowboarding up here in Vegas at Lee Canyon. We have um, a little local spot up here that's pretty fun. And um, it was, uh, I went off a jump and lost control, basically. This happened on my last run, too. And um, right when I went off, I couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't get my balance. And then all of a, I was super high up in the air, and then I landed straight on my back folded in half and broke my sternum and everything. I remember the whole thing. And then I just remember not being able to, my body, half my body just felt numb and weird, but I couldn't breathe because my sternum broke and 
was poking at my lungs and I was just like trying to focus on that versus me probably being paralyzed. So um, it all hit me at once, but they, they got a few ski patrols um, to finally realize how severe the accident was. And then they got an ambulance. They had to drive me about 18 miles down to the helicopter, which was not the best, but um, it was too small of a space for the helicopter to land on the mountain. So I went, they airlifted me off and then I went straight to the hospital and um, yeah, they did two surgeries on me. So I had an ORAF on my sternum and then uh, they fused T4 to T8 on my spine. So I suffered a T6 spinal cord injury and, um, and then a broken sternum, but that was that was pretty much all of it, but that was it. Just two breaks, boom, and in my back. So chest and then my back. So what kind of mobility do you have for people that aren't familiar with like spinal cord injuries? injuries. Yeah, so with T6, that's like just the top of your abs. So below your rib cage-ish. And um, so I have not, I don't have a core and... Um, like I don't have a good core, like stabilization and my balance is kind of off, but it starts from above my abs and it goes all the way down to my toes. But I am considered an incomplete Asia B. There's this whole Asia scale that they PTs and OTs will assess our body on. Like it's based on soft touch and uh, what you can feel with a soft touch and with a pointy end. So they'll do an assessment on us and I actually gained sensation back all the way down to my toes. So I can feel all the way down to my toes. Um, so I'm an incomplete T6 Asia B. And um, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot coming back, which is cool. So um, that's a positive note to take out of it. But yeah, that's my abs and stuff. That's where it all starts. So yeah. Right. Okay. And after you were injured, you went to uh, what sounds like a pretty... Uh, prestigious hospital called uh, Craig's Hospital. How? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how how does a person go to Craig's? Yeah, there is a process uh, steps you have to take before you go in. So, Craig Hospital is in Inglewood, Colorado, and they specifically like specialize in um, brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. So. Um, mm-hmm. One side of the building is brain and the other side is spinal cord. And um, they will, you will apply for that. And then they have somebody fly in to where you are. Cause I was at UMC in Vegas in the ICU. So she, a lady came in, flew, evaluated me because you have to be able to withstand um, hours of therapy and like rehab. So they will come in and I heard about them and I researched them while I was in the ICU. I was like, I want to go here to like become independent again. Like this, this place like knows what they're doing. And the fact that they specialize in spinal cord injuries, like uh, is a big thing because not many places do that. So they just focus on that. So they are really good at just um, being experts in that area. So once I heard that, I was like, Three days after my accident and I was out of surgery, I was practicing transferring into the chair and lifting myself. 
it was not easy and I was in a lot of pain, but I wanted to show like her coming in that I'm ready for rehab and I'm ready to crush it over there. And um, like, I don't know, go through all this stuff and get back to being independent again. I was so ready. So she came in, evaluated me, did an assessment. And then I was able to get approved to go into Craig and then insurance and all gets in on it too. But um, they have like grants and stuff. Craig is a, they've built this foundation for years and they have millions of dollars like to um, help spinal cord injuries, people with life altering injuries, just um, recover and become independent again. So they're a really good facility. So that's an interesting question. Like the financial aspect of it, like, you said there's grants, they have money. Uh, I assume that the person who is injured, like they have to come up with some of the money to go to the facility. How would a person that doesn't have the financial means, but has like the mental capacity, the strength to like, you know, get better and want to go to a facility like that? How would they make that happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like people, like um who you're with like i'm very fortunate to have my my mom she's in the medical field so she knows and has those connections but um it's who you talk to and your your hospital should know how to help you with that like they should be an advocate for you and what's what's um what sucks is that not every hospital is the same and some people have really bad experiences some people have really good experiences and um you just have to like do your research and um, see how you can like, if you really want to get into Craig, do your research, figure out like how to, what steps you need to take, who can be an advocate for you, reach out, like, because um, call them and um, because they'd love to have you over there. And insurance plays a big role in it too, though. But um, that side of things, like uh, other people handled for me because like I was in the hospital, but um, yeah, as long as you have a good, like we always try, my mom's hospitals here, we always push for them to go to Craig, a, a spinal cord injury, brain injuries. We always push for them to go to Craig. Like that's the first hospital we think of. And they also, they also, if you don't get into Craig, they also have a facility in Utah. That's really good. And they, they are like, they don't have a, like a foundation built from like a long time ago, like Craig, but Utah, um, like the university in Salt Lake, they, um, they do really well with spinal cord injuries and brain injuries and all that stuff too. So there's two options if you can't get into Craig. Yeah. I, I wanted to know as far as the financial aspect, because like I live in Canada, you live in the U S and things are different uh -huh. in terms of like insurance and, you know, just like how a person navigates the whole medical sure. system. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's different for everyone for sure. So I was reading through some of your Instagram posts and, uh, you say, uh, you say this in one of your posts and it kind of like, it jumped out at me. You say life is unexpected. We have to decide, uh, what we're going to do and where we're going to go with this incredible life. So you obviously, like, right from the get-go after getting injured, you, like, you had almost, like, a vision, right? You knew that you wanted to continue to be, like, athletic, adventurous, and not give up on the life that you had as an able-bodied person. 
what were the steps that you started to take to get you back towards that life of activity? Yeah. Um, because, you know, when a spinal cord injury happens, like it's unknown, like nobody knows like what a spinal cord is unless you go through it or like, you know, somebody who's gone through it. Um, it's just, you take a step back and you're like, what's next? Like, cause I didn't know, like, what, what can I do? What resources are out there? All this stuff. But then once I went to Craig, they introduced, um, some of us, uh, spinal cord injuries to high fives. And I saw videos and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is, I want to be a part of them. Like I want to be a high fives athlete. So that's when I applied to be a high fives athlete. And I met Roy, the founder of High Fives, his wife, um, Paralympic athlete, like six-time medalist, three-time gold medalist. She was like, I look up to her all the time. And since day one, since I met her, I was like, oh, my gosh, she is crushing it. And she is still crushing it. And they have a kid together and everything, which is really cool. His name's Gunner. But um, once I got introduced to High Fives and just – the community they have and the support they have and the events they put put on for us athletes to bring us back to the outdoors again is amazing. So that they, that keeps they kept me motivated. And I'm like, they, they have us uh, set goals, um, too. And uh, we write them down like and stuff online and on our profile. And once we knock one off, we write the next one. And once we knock another one off, we write another one and we just keep, keep crushing it. Like, so that's, that's how I got back into adaptive sports because I didn't know if I could do that. I didn't know anything about adaptive sports until high fives introduced me to um, them. So I've been doing a lot more. I would say even more uh, in my chair versus like before. So there's just plenty of open doors that, you just have to be willing to go after it and stuff. So, and like you said, like my posts, uh, life is unexpected, but my calling is to be an athlete and I'm not going to stop doing that. Like, even though I'm in a chair, so it doesn't stop me from still doing me and doing my athletic stuff that I love. Yeah. And you were saying that you almost do more in your chair than you did when you, like when you were in, a bone body athlete what uh what new sporting activities have you like been introduced to and learned to love yeah um for sure sled hockey um sled hockey is pretty good and intense um i've been picking that up high fives uh we made a team up in reno so um city of reno with april wolf and all them they helped start that so uh, high fives got us gear for that. And so did city of Reno and it's, it's going pretty well. Our next season starts, um, in January, I believe. And then mountain biking. I, I never mountain bike before my accident. And my first time mountain biking was with high five. And I love going after the winter season is done. Um, uh, we go to the trails up at North star. There's like some in Ta a lot in Tahoe that we go to. Um, but yeah, uh skiing not snowboarding anymore but mono skiing so i'm picking that up in my sit ski that's really fun and uh definitely i mean i'm continuing to do crossfit i have a crossfit competition 
um, called Wadapalooza. Um, big CrossFit athletes will know about this. Um, you have to qualify to go and compete in that. So it's January 13th through the 16th, but it's in Miami. So I'm competing in that and I'm super excited uh, to see other athletes, adaptive athletes. So I've met to- so many good people since my accident. It's crazy. So I love cool. it. Cool. Uh, that's so awesome. CrossFit. Hey, can you talk a little bit more about CrossFit and how it differs from like your regular CrossFit? Like, yeah. So, well, so like I do have regular workouts and high fives. Like I, we have a personal trainer for us athletes that we, we train with at the healing center in Truckee and he's awesome. His name's Nikki. Um, he does a lot of, um, he's, he does a lot of like, uh, more isolation and we do stretching and stuff, but we're, he works with like a bunch of spinal cord injuries. So he focuses on like, uh, everyone has different strengths and stuff depending on what their level is. So, um, yeah, like he'll push me to like, we'll do a lot of cardio and lifting and like I said, isolation stuff. And then with CrossFit though, there's like specific workouts. Like I'm doing rope climbs. I'm doing like hang power cleans and um, lifting. And I'll do that too, like at high fives, but it's more like an intense, like hit sesh for like, say it's like a 20 minute workout nonstop. And uh, that's like where you're, we're doing like, um, I don't know, like dumbbell stuff, lifting, but it's just, you're doing so much, like you're doing a big workout for this amount of time to where like, when I'm with my trainer, um, we're working out for an hour, but it's not like as like, go, 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 go. Yeah. I saw a video of you like doing some of your training and like, I saw that you as like CrossFit athletes, you guys have like another person with you, like doing some of the exercises. Yeah, they do. So in competitions and other, like when I'm at my CrossFit gym, somebody will have to like hold my chair just so I don't tip back or it like gets out of place. But usually they'll be with me holding my chair, setting my weights um, on because I can't, it's just easier for them to do it because I'm obviously like my chair just kind of limits me just going back and forth. I'd rather have somebody else do it. So in my, at my CrossFit gym, I have somebody with me and then somebody else is coaching the rest of the class. But um, in CrossFit, we do have modifications. Wheelwad, they're the big uh, adaptive CrossFit um, entity that all the adaptive athletes like neuro, short stature, like uh, seated, um, the amputees, blind, like all of them, we're like a part of Wheelwad. And then, uh, and we do CrossFit together, but they, they make the modifications and the standards for each um, adaptive division for the CrossFit, for the actual CrossFit. So like if, if somebody were to do like, um, like an able-bodied, like we can't do, I'm trying to think of what we did. Uh, We have different workouts, but they're similar to the able-bodied. So I'm I'm trying to think of an example, but like we'll do rope climbs, for sure. But like, we can't handstand pushups, like we can't do handstand pushups, obviously. So we'll just get dumbbells and like do like dumbbell stuff. And then um, 
just we'll try to like make it similar though but wheel wad is the big the big guys that have um built the adaptive crossfit community so yeah it's they're very like cool and i'm i'm i've met some of them and they're pretty badass so it's, it's cool. awesome so are are they the people that um say someone's listening to this and they're an adaptive athlete and they're like oh i want to try crossfit like is that uh, a resource uh that they they should reach out to yeah they can they can reach out to wheelwad if they have any questions and stuff and they yeah. have wheelwad has their own youtube like page and they have a bunch of videos they have an instagram page and they'll post like they'll do virtual workouts and they'll they'll post like um there's a lot of athletes a part of that that you can follow their page as well and you can see what workouts they're doing how they are recovering how they're taking care of their bodies and stuff. But um, since, because they're based out in Colorado, so they have CrossFit Watchtower. And actually at Craig, um, usually the the wheelchair athletes, um, they get to go and try it out. But I wasn't able to because of COVID. I'll get to that though eventually. But um, they could totally reach out to Wheelwad. And then they have all these, uh, they have a sheet with uh, modifications on, what weight you should do, how you should do the workout and all that stuff. So I did that research and my coaches at my CrossFit gym in Reno, they also do their research and we work together on like how to figure out what we're going to do with the workout. And so we can make it similar to the workout of the day. So yeah, they can, uh, but they're a good uh, resource to reach out to. Rad. So are you uh, are you working out hard over the holidays? Are you taking a break and eating all the good food no, and drinking I, all the good, all delicious I've been Christmas drinks? Balancing. Yeah, no, I've been balancing it out, but I, I've been working out every day. I'm not going to lie. I have workouts uh, later on today. I have CrossFit. And then tomorrow morning I have training. It's just because I have January 13th is my competition, so... I don't know. I'm just like nonstop working out, but on the weekends, you know, I'll take a break and it's Christmas and stuff. So, but I am still working out, but I, I enjoy a good meal here and there. So good. You got, you got to balance everything out, right? Yeah. Balance is key for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's a good, uh, transition into like, um, mental and physical health. Like, um, what is your like your health regimen? Do you do you do you follow like a strict one that you know uh, is a balance yeah. between health and physical, or I mean mental and physical? Yeah, no, mental health for sure is like um, like something I I work on now. Like before, like I didn't realize how much my mental health like had an effect on me like I just be like oh I'm just I'm just having one of those days I don't know but literally I had to I had to take a step back and be like hey, like Shelby like because I've had some really tough days um recently this year like but um there's resources out there like and stuff like I talk to I have a therapist now like I talk to and like um they've helped me out so much and just looking out those resources and even talking to like friends and stuff, having uh, good people around you and support and just that positive um, energy is super important because like 
whoever you surround yourself with affects your life like a lot too. And um, if they're negative and that, that stuff, like they, the way they think and it can affect you. So I, I tend to like, just have positive people. And if, if you don't make an impact on my life or we can't support each other, like it's just, it's just not healthy. So um, I do have like, I practice these like exercises. I have two journals like in my backpack I carry around like and working on like words of affirmation like you know whenever you're feeling down like I I have a playlist like I specifically listen to it's Hawaiian music it's called my island playlist and it like calms me and it keeps me in a good mood but there's like uh yeah journals I have in my backpack and um just pictures I have a picture book in there from good times you know when I look at that like I don't know I just get all happy like and then uh, I I have like a cup uh, a letter from one of my special friends. Um, I keep uh, his letter in my backpack because I read it, and it's like, oh my god! Like you don't realize like people um, need to realize how much they're loved by so many people, and um, sometimes like uh, like when you get into those moods, like I just pull out one of those like positive things, and it just brings me back to like okay we're good Shelby stop getting into your head like so yeah there's that's what I do usually so because it's been a lot I've I've almost been injured February of 2022 will be two years so um well yeah like you come across as a super positive person so yeah it's really cool to hear about the strategies that you employ to you know help you through those lower times because, yeah, I think that's yeah. super important for a lot of people right now, right? To uh, find course, ways yeah. to, like, bring them bring themselves up. Oh. The gym is a good resource for me, too. So <laughs> I love yeah. going to the gym. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It's so unfortunate. The gyms here in British Columbia have just shut down for a month. Because of oh, COVID. Really? Because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. And now it's spiking up again. Yeah. But anyways, we won't talk about that. We're talking about positive, fun things. <laughs> positive, fun um, things. Shelby, your your dad is Hawaiian, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you you've been to Hawaii surfing. Have you tried adaptive mm-hmm. surfing? Yes, I forgot to mention that. Of course, yes, I have tried adaptive surfing. Um, I tried it a few times already, actually. So high fives. Um, yeah, I forgot. We just went to Maui. That's where my dad's, he's from Hana. So he's, um, it was nice to go back. Cause as a kid, we went every single year since I was a baby and, um, going back again to Maui was pretty amazing because we were supposed to go in 2020 and obviously COVID like some, all that stuff happened. And, um, we had, uh, high fives. They had a surf camp out there. So we were out in Puamana, which is close to Lahaina and we surfed and I, I've been getting really good at it. We just had to find like a good board for me, but I was testing out a lot of boards, but, um, back on the mainland, uh, we go to Santa Cruz a lot, the big surf, surf city. And we, I get a lot of, um, sessions out out there because we have a lot of uh 
amazing uh, volunteers with high fives that are that live in California. So they'll come up and they'll they'll help us um, get us out there and surfing. So um, that's another sport I want to take to the next level. It's it's fun being out in the water. Nice. Uh, you mentioned finding the right board. What does it take to find the right board? Yeah. So, I mean, depending on your level of injury and what, um, how much uh, movement you have and muscles uh, to balance. Uh, so the quads, like they'll surf prone. I don't know if you've seen those boards, but they'll just surf on their belly. And then, yep. um, then, there's other boards. So there's like a seat that can be, that has a big dip and like a high backrest. So I would need like a little higher backrest, not just like a seat cushion um, to where if your injury is like low and you have really good balance and you can um, turn easily because the water, the waves get all rocky sometimes. So you have to learn how to balance it with your paddle. So um, yeah, just testing out more boards and the your your legs like where do you want them how far straight out do you want them where do you want them to lay like there's so much that goes into making like the perfect board for you but um since i'm a t6 i'll need a higher backrest just because my balance my balance isn't the best and i need like a seat that goes deeper a little bit but yeah that's right. It's something that I want to try. I have uh, peripheral neuropathy yeah. that affects my lower extremities, like my leg and arm strength. And I tried surfing in Mexico and I just, I could not pop up. <clears throat> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at the, the adaptive surfing, uh, sit surfing or I, what, what's like the term yeah. that we actually call it? wave ski they call it a wave ski right right yeah so i i've been watching videos and stuff and yeah it looks super rad definitely yeah definitely nice. check it out like yeah we'll have yeah no definitely check it out i'll send you um one of the guys the mac guy he's a he makes those boards so he's a good resource to reach out to he has a whole instagram page of all the boards like he has and makes so he nice. definitely make okay. a custom one for sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any good surf close to me, but I mean, it's not it's not impossible to access it. So maybe it's oh, something yeah. I'll have to look into in the near future. Here, there's so many activities I want to learn sure. how to do. Are there any other activities that you're like you're you want to try in the new year, or is your plate pretty full right now? Um, I want to actually like get into, um, just downhill, like alpine skiing. I just want to, I want to raise, like, I actually want to take that cause skiing, I want to take that to the next level. And, um, definitely I'm shooting for 2026 winter Olympics and I've been in contact with a few coaches and, um, my ladies up in Reno, like Elena and all them. Uh, I've been talking to them about it, but training for that is going to um, take up most of my time because um, I really want to commit to that and, uh, yeah, take that seriously because, um, yeah, the 2026 Paralympics or Winter Paralympics are going to be in Italy. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Got nice. plenty of time. 
I, I I read that you also want to get involved with um, adaptive basketball. Yeah, that is uh, adaptive basketball. They actually started. I actually finally got my sports chair last week. Um, so I have I use that sports chair. For, I will use that for basketball, and I use it for CrossFit when I lift too, because it's just easier to do certain workouts when you have a sports chair. But um, basketball is something I want to try out, too, because I haven't gotten the chance to do that. I've done all these other stuff, but basketball, I actually grew up playing basketball, too. But um, I, I want to try that out. We have a little – they do little practice sessions, like, in Reno on Friday. So I'll, I'll try and hop out there when I can. But basketball is on the list. Nice. It looks wild. Like, those guys and women – the the smashing of the wheelchairs and like the falling over it looks like a high contact sport where you could really injure yourself yeah like you can i mean it's like have you seen wheelchair rugby no (laughs) no i i practice i actually practice wheelchair rugby with the with the guys and um that's a quad sport but they they get pretty intense and they'll hit each other knock each other down but we do have like a, there is kind of like a frame that goes around the bottom that um, sticks out. So like, um, obviously like some of us can't really feel like it, but we have to make sure like we're not getting seriously injured on our legs. But yeah, you just, when you play at that level, like uh, that's what, like, I don't know, you you get in there and you know, they want to win. And I don't know if you saw the guys, uh, Paralympic basketball team the usa no i think they no. were playing were canada? they playing canada i'm not sure Ooh. they might have been playing canada we they won i'm just saying Ooh. i don't know who they were playing i, forget. I think the, playing the u.s won yeah oh, okay. the u.s won and the uh i remember they a lot of nba players and stuff they I don't know. They didn't really like notice how intense and how like amazing these Paralympic athletes are until they took the time to watch a game because they'll get up on one wheel and shoot it. They'll do like a twist and turn here. They'll like juke guys out. Like they'll shoot some threes. Like they get after it just like the NBA players do. And they both play at that high level. And it's just crazy how this past Paralympics, the the Paralympic sports like got a big shout out because even a lot of my friends and then including myself, I like was so invested in seeing how amazing um, just what they do, like the, like in all of the adaptive divisions, just how they compete. And um, it's just pretty awesome to see as just, uh, just these athletes and what they do. So I don't know. I love it. And it got me motivated. So I want to play in the Paralympics. <laughs> nice. I like it. You have some big audacious goals for 2022 and beyond. I like it. It's it's super rad. I think Thanks. it's it's super uh, motivating. Yeah, you know. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, too, like you're you're talking about how like these NBA athletes are watching these uh, adaptive basketball players, and it's gaining. Uh, more awareness, which I think is cool because like 
uh, high five organization. There's a lot of other organizations that are helping adaptive athletes and people with disabilities like get outside and, uh, you know, get into sports and there's more recognition. There are, there's plenty of resources like for any life altering injury, like not even spinal cord, like literally there's so many foundations, so many resources. Like I said, um, you just have to do your research and get connected and ask around like what, cause there's, uh, there's like the adaptive training facility in Dallas that they train disabled vets. And um, they also train us high five athletes. If we want to go, like they have a program, they have a few programs, but um, they, there's like Kelly brush. There's um, there's just so many foundations out there for anything. Like, there's a lot of uh, nonprofits that are always willing to help and um, um, get people back and I don't know, live in their life. So you just have to do the research and it's, yeah, it's, it's how you, how much you want it. Like you got to find it and get connected like high fives. They have so many connections. Um, I wouldn't be doing half the stuff if it wasn't for them. So. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're a remarkable organization. They're, yeah, they're incredible. And, They've grown a lot uh, of recognition within, yeah. They grew yeah, a lot of recognition within the last year. They, they've, re- yeah, that organization is really, they've grown a lot in the, in the past year, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. And, uh, furthermore, you were just awarded High Five Athlete of the Year. I was, I was so, I was so honored. Like I can't, I cannot believe it. I was just like, especially Elena, uh, Roy's wife, who, um, she, like, announced it on stage. I was like, to have it announced by her, and it was just perfect. I was just, I remember, I was just like there eating my dinner, and they were like, last award, like of the night, we have the 2021 High Fives Athlete of the Year. And I was just, you know, chilling at the table. And then all of a sudden I look up and my video is playing on the screen. And I was like, what? Like, no way. So then I, yeah, and then I rolled up and I got it. But I was just so, I'm so honored. And it's truly humbling. Like, I can't tell you how humbling it is to have the amazing friends I grew up with here in Vegas. I made new friends up in Reno. I met new wheelchair athletes. I met, um, volunteers that go on these high fives events they just they take their time just to volunteer and help us athletes have the best time of our lives like it's so humbling to be an athlete for high five and to be giving like all these opportunities because all of us athletes like we just we literally attack it and just grind in anything they give us so it's just super exciting and um just to be athlete of the year of 2021 um i don't know i'm honored so Thank you for mentioning that. No problem. And congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank super you. rad. That uh that must uh ignite the fire within you even more to like just keep keep giving her, eh? Yeah. And it's like um because yeah, like yeah, I'm like spinal cord injury, I'm in a chair and stuff, but like depending on like your take like your mental take on it and how you wanna continue on with your life, like I, I don't know. I kind of like use this to, as like a, like a positive thing. Like 
I, I've learned so much and gained so much from being in a chair. Like it's nothing bad at all. Like everything has been so positive and it's just, I want not to take it as such a downer and like, so sad, feel bad. No, like I'm, it's just, I've taken it and I've learned so much. I've, I've like become so knowledgeable in like other things that I would have never, if I just dwelled on, oh my gosh, I can't walk again. Like, oh my gosh, this, whatever, but no, use it as like a strength in a way to gain stuff. So, um, yeah, but I, I like, I, I don't know. I have, um, my mom, I said, she's, she's a PT. So I'm very fortunate to have her as my mom, but like I go in and I talk to spinal cord injuries at her hospital and, you know, we do some education and she actually re-educated her, um, the spinal cord injury program at her hospitals, um, just on the protocols on what to do with the spinal cord injury, because they didn't really know. So the fact that I became a spinal cord injury and we took it, um, in a positive way to re-educate the hospitals on what to do when a spinal cord injury comes in, um, helped a lot because, um, you know, I just want to help others that, um, are going through the same thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to stop, but I talk to whoever, like, and it's fun. I like it. So. Awesome. So people can reach out to you if they have questions or concerns or. For sure. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. You're an, you're an advocate. You're, you're a person that others can no, reach I out love to. Too. <laughs> of and course. Yeah. Shout out to your, and shout out to your mod dukes. That's awesome. It's, it's nice to have uh, an ally like that, someone that can, yeah. you know, has has a specialty and can really help you. That that's special. Yeah. Um, no, hundred percent. I I was actually listening to a podcast recently, and uh, the lady was talking about like uh, wheelchair equipment and like the affordability of it and such, and gear is expensive and adaptive sporting gear is even more expensive and doing all these sports how 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 do you find ways to like finance it i guess the lady was talking about how the equipment like wheelchairs are expensive like i i didn't really understand how expensive a wheelchair is like i just see them and I'm like, oh, like anyone can afford a wheelchair, but it's not like that. Like, not everyone has access to a wheelchair. And she went to Congress and she took her wheelchair apart and was like, these are the parts that I pay for. And then these are the parts that like my insurance won't cover. And it was it, it was interesting. Can you elaborate on that and talk more yeah. to like the financial yeah, um, um, burdens of gear. Yeah. Financial, like it's, Oh my gosh. Adaptive equipment gets so expensive and wheelchairs can cost like 5,000 plus dollars. And um, it's, it gets pretty expensive depending on what kind of wheels you get and what brand you get, all that stuff. So um, what's, what's cool. Like I only have one everyday chair and it's, falling apart and this is the one I got from Craig so um I'm not sure like what my insurance like covers and stuff but 
they basically what people do usually they apply for grants like there's that's why there's so many um nonprofits and foundations out there that are specific to the adaptive community um that they open up grants every quarter and um like the Kelly Brush Foundation they just had one um if you're a high buys athlete like you apply for one but they these foundations help um, these donors like that come in and support, like they help. And um, it's not, you can't do it all by yourself because it does, it's ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie how expensive it is, but um, there are foundations out there because I, 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 the adaptive equipment I use, like the mountain bike, High Fives owns that. So I get to use theirs. The sled, the uh, sled hockey ski, the sled I use, like that that's part of city of reno like they so all these like little sporting stuff i do and teams i join they provide a lot of the stuff for us which is cool and then eventually like once you test out so much equipment because there's so many different types of wheelchairs you got to get it fit to how you like it like you can't uh yeah you have to try out over time like what you like and see what you like and um and then there's other little things like out there that you can get but insurance you have to research on your insurance, like what they will cover too. So it's like, you have to do all, hit all your like things and do your research and try to gather as much information and see what, how you can make it happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're really fortunate because I'm, yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that really struggle with getting suitable equipment that you know allows allows them to be mobile like without a wheelchair like what what do you do right you're you're yeah i can't can't do much crawl everywhere and stuff yeah i i can't i can't imagine um cool well shelby i don't want to keep you too much longer um I just have, I guess, a few other questions. Uh, you've talked a lot about yeah. role models. Uh, do you have anyone else that you kind of you look up to, or like any special people in your life right now? Yeah, for sure. My parents, like my mom, like especially, like she's oh, always since I was a kid. Just what she's done and how she carries herself as a mother, and what she's done for us, our family, is amazing. And um like I didn't say this but recently my little brother he just recently a couple months ago got in a motorcycle accident so I thank god he didn't suffer spinal cord injury but he was crushed really bad so he's in a wheelchair and he's not full weight bearing but she's she dealt with my accident and then my brother had his this year so um she's just gone through a lot both my parents and the fact that she's a PT and she's a supervisor and she specializes in wound care which is really crucial to spinal cord injuries because we don't move so she um is very like i can't imagine having another mother like her like she's hands down like i we all love her and she's worked her butt off for um just to provide for our family and like do everything like for us and my dad too like him being from hawaii and us going to hawaii all the time like seeing our family over there like he's awesome so um and then elena i said roy's wife and then ricky Ricky is another, she's um, one of my good friends up there, but both of them, I look up to them. They both have kids, like they had kids in their wheelchairs. So like, I want to have kids eventually someday. And um, yeah, I look up to them and just how they carry themselves, like 
it's amazing and um, it keeps me happy. So just to have them. Cool, Shelby. Well, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we kind of we end things? Um, I mean, I just want, I guess, like everyone just to, you know, go out and just, I want everyone just to be happy and surround yourself with good people because that really helps me. Like I wouldn't be here without the support, like I said, and, you know, and there's good days and tough days, never any bad days. The moment in that moment, it's probably sucks, but like, there's still so much to live for and, um, so many people that love you. So just always remember that and just surround yourself with good, positive people. Well, that was another awesome episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I love Shelby's closer. Be happy and surround yourself with good people. Heck yes, I agree 120%. Well, it's time to push our way into 2023. My goal is to produce and publish more podcast episodes. I'm sorry I've done such an awful job over the last six months. I'm truly sorry. Honestly, doing this podcast by myself is a lot of work. But I'm ready to get back on the wagon and create more awesome content. So... Please subscribe, listen, and like wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And remember, a disability should not stop you from living your best life. Slow, steady, strong. You got this, my friends. So until next time, keep cool and have fun.